1: Welcome to the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, joined by the man, the myth, and the legend, all in one, my co-host, Aaron Riley. Aaron, how are we doing this evening, my friend? I can't complain. I wish sports were on, but I'm not going to (laughs) complain. We wish sports were on more than just ESPN, Monday Night Football, random uh, reruns. Uh, Aaron, this is our first uh, podcast. How are we feeling about the first edition of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast? I I think
0: I, I feel as good as I can I can feel at this point. Um I think we should just dive right in. But uh, you know, it's obviously under different circumstances with everything going on the way it is with the COVID nineteen epidemic, unfortunately.
1: Absolutely. Uh for for those of you for those of the listeners that we have all uh zero review right now, um the goal is is to throw this podcast on YouTube. We'll probably throw it on social media as well, I'll throw it on Spotify. Uh, plenty of places to listen, um, general background, probably just going to riff about what's going on in the sports world and, and then just some other general pop culture stuff, just like your your stereotypical podcast. But Aaron and I have, have been boys for a long time now. Uh, what, what do we mean, seventh, what, sixth, seventh grade, seventh grade? Yeah, middle school days, man, middle school days, glory shout out, days. Shout out to the Section 3 Manon Township Blue Streak Championship baseball team. You're, you're you're talking to two uh trophy winners right here, so I, I think Keep that in uh, mind. I think you're talking yeah to two Lancaster sports legends to say the least <laughs> um i think I still have that trophy actually it's actually i think behind me in a trophy case in like in my my living room uh but yeah no I mean you know this is just basically something Aaron and I wanted to do Aaron came up with the idea I, I had done you know, just a few episodes of, of my own podcast with a buddy from college, but that kind of fizzled out after a little bit. So Aaron figured this would be a good way just to, to riff about sports and riff about life. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree more, but uh, we're excited. Probably going to record a couple of times a week. Um, but, you know, for the most part, just sort of keep it light, keep it simple. And, and hopefully it's easy listening. That's the goal, man. That's the goal. No pressure
0: here. Uh, it's going to be a lot of opinions, you know, floating around, but you know, we're not gonna get a hand over fist on any of this, so it'll be all right. Yeah, no politics. Don't worry, people.
1: Um, so, so the the name, brutally honest sports. Where Aaron? So Aaron came up with that name. Um, I had no part in it because he's a creative genius and and I'm a mush and can't even get into a Zoom uh, chat room. So Aaron, where where did the name come from, and and what was the inspiration? Uh, I mean,
0: I, I think it's.
1: Come from order, you know, whether whether that's
0: a good thing or a bad thing, you know that's for anybody to decide. Oh, yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I think he tries to keep it honest. I mean, maybe sometimes too too much. Uh, you know, he kind of picks favorites and, and things of that nature. But um, you know, I just I don't want to come off as somebody phony and things of right. that nature as well. So we we're just trying to convey the message as honest as we can. And uh, you know, we're both passionate about the sporting industry. So that's just you know
1: to keep it simple. That that's where all that derived from. Folks, you can call Aaron and myself a lot of things, but phony is definitely not one of them, folks. That's why we call it <laughs> Brutally Honest Sports. So going into our fandom here, uh, I'll, I'll talk about my sports fandom and, and where my allegiances lie uh, in the world of major league sports. So I'm a little bit weird. Um, Aaron and I both from from PA. I was born here. I don't know if you were born in PA, actually. I probably shouldn't Yeah, yeah, there. York. I mean, close enough to yeah. Lancaster. <laughs> close enough. Not, not Lancaster general like myself, but uh, – <laughs> I couldn't be Uh, so lucky. (laughs) But, uh, you know, both my parents are from New York, Long Island, um, Strong Island specifically. So I I am a Jets fan for the NFL. I'm a Rangers fan for the NHL. um, And I'm a Yankees fan for MLB and basketball. Um, uh, Hashtag LA23, baby, with LeBron. (laughs) So uh, that's that's where I lie. I'm a little weird, but uh, I think Aaron is a little bit more mid-Atlantic uh, slash Eastern Eastern Pennsylvania ish.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, I gotta
1: gotta rep the birds, uh, underdogs. Oh, yeah. You know, big underdogs.
0: So I can't I can't be out there. You know, being a Patriots fan, being a front runner or anything like that. Can't do Can't no do offense.
1: It. Can't no offense.
0: It. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm an Eagles fan. I, I go for the Baltimore Orioles in baseball, as painful as that is to say. Um, but other than that, I mean, uh, the NBA is kind of shaped to where it you know it's hard to root for one team it's right it, you know long term but
1: star driven you know, league player player exactly, driven league
0: exactly so I mean I, I would consider myself you know a Knicks fan but you know I, I grew up a 76ers fan but I, I was a big big uh Amari Stoudemire guy so I don't know I kind of stuck with them through through all the t- tough times and not getting through the playoffs so Aki I, I leave that for my man Dan the man to decide. Oh, yeah. side but uh I guess if I had to go with some lay, it would be the, it'd be the caps. Uh, I'm a big old vetchkin
1: okay. guy. So that's, that's where that's at. So, yeah, Mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic. This podcast is not Trust the Process. So, if you're looking for us to Trust the Process uh, with Joel MB, this is not the podcast for you, but still listen because we have uh, zero listeners right now, but uh, accepting applications nonetheless. So, we'll get, we'll get into things here. Uh, recording May 12th, 2020 um going on in the world right now is the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um I guess one of the reasons we have the time to talk about a podcast and talk about these sports topics is because no sports are happening right now. Uh my life is is pretty slow working from home. Uh, I've been working from home since I think the middle of March. So it's been about two months. Going a little stir crazy. So seeing a friendly face and, and chatting sports is always needed, but um, I guess we'll just start with the impact in, in PA, and um, I know it's a little bit different in other parts of the, of the country, like New York and LA, but Aaron, how, how do you think um, people in, in our neck of the woods in Lancaster and Southeast PA are, are dealing with it, and, and what do you think we can see in the next few weeks here?
0: Right, right. I, I Lancaster County, specifically, uh, when you break down the entire state demographic, I mean, it's one of the worst unfortunately one of the worst uh areas in the state that's been affected right whether that be you know deaths and and or uh just affected people by this so um i think people are from what i've seen people are taking it pretty seriously uh which you know i think that's a good thing um unfortunately you know obviously the world runs around money and that's always going to be the way it is but i think we at least have to get some type of control on this because uh especially the older demographic it would, it's it's pretty horrific the type yeah. of things that, that are going on with them so uh yeah just i i definitely think we're we're not nearly as affected as dan said as, as LA and and our neighboring state of new york but it's 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 not an easy thing and it and it's definitely affecting our area you know pretty pretty badly
1: unfortunately it's a, it's a weird it's a weird we're in like a weird spot we're in a hotbed for a lot of elderly people I feel like and, and not to bore you with like coronavirus details, but this is sort of where we're at. And, and and I mean even just going to the store and I was in Costco today and, and you know they have there's like lines outside the store to get in. They're they're limiting people in the store, you know, the whole six feet social distancing distancing thing. Everyone's wearing a mask. My dad was actually in Lowe's last week and um he was in line trying to pay for stuff and a couple guys behind him were getting into a little bit of an argument uh, because, because one of the guys wasn't wearing a mask and the other guy was, like, questioning him. And, and you know, things come, come to blows, actually, and they end up getting into a fist fight in the middle of a, a Lowe's in Lancaster, PA. So it's definitely a, a, weird, a weird time. And, and, you know, I think everybody has, has been affected, whether it be, you know, job, loved ones, uh, economy, uh, et cetera. So it's, I don't think that anyone has ever seen something like this in, in their lifetime. And I know we probably won't ever see anything like it again. Um, I sure and, and, hope not. We sure hope not. That is for sure. And, and, you know, just getting into, into sports um, you know, some things are starting to come back. You know, we saw UFC 249 uh, happen over the weekend took place in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, didn't have any fans, which, you know, was, I, I, you know, I caught highlights. I didn't, I didn't buy the fight or anything like that. I, I caught highlights and, you know, seeing, seeing fighters or like announcers or MCs try to hype up the crowd or, celebrate with with the crowd when there is no crowd was was definitely a little bit weird and and even even pre-fights even pre this past weekend there was a fighter who, who on the card who tested positive for coronavirus so you know to, to me it might be a little bit too soon to come back but it, I mentioned it wasn't it was in Jacksonville and, and Florida I feel like just doesn't give a shit about the coronavirus <laughs> like they're opening beaches and, and and you know spring breakers were still going wild and um and it's it's you know it's it's a wild state as it is and i think they're just beating you know you know running by to the, by the be their own drum and um i think that's just evidence again it was this past weekend when dana white moved it to to florida but yeah you know, i don't know if you have a take on that i just thought it was crazy that a fighter actually tested positive for coronavirus and then they actually went through uh with the fights this weekend and, and, and had the card obviously i think uh, i
0: don't think the ufc believes in uh you know really in any aspect, really, you know, getting control of their sport. And and I say that with all respect, but I I think they're trying to do anything they can possibly do to still put the product out there. Now, part of me kind of respects that. um, But at the same time, I mean, even, even when, like you said, I mean, if somebody tests positive there, they, you know, those people are getting pretty close. Um, Obviously they're, they're trained below for blow and in there. So I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say one way or another what the right move is, but it, it's it's kind of touchy subject. I think I think like you said, I, I think they need to you know just maybe wait it out a little bit longer, and they might be rushing back a little bit too soon. But um, you know, right. kudos to them for trying. But like, it, it's it's definitely interesting when there's no crowd, and and right. you know that, that might be something we see o- across all the sports, unfortunately. But um, some sports is better than those sports. It's just they got to gotta get yeah. it under under some type of
1: control, which, like I said, it's just very hard to, to find that right now. It's, it's an interesting notion because I feel like all of these leagues, the NBA, MLB, NHL, um, everyone's trying to be the first league back to say that they were first. And I, I just feel like – I'm not shitting on the UFC. I just feel like they – may have rushed a few things and, and you know personnel obviously and, and employees and, and fighters were subjected to tests they were subjected to temperature gauges on their forehead and, and all that good stuff i just feel like there was an arms race to essentially be the first sports entity be the first sports league back and you know in my opinion they screwed the pooch and they they came back too early but you know <laughs> i i i guess too D- dana white has like this 30 page document that you know he he created for for bringing back sports in Florida and Nevada and apparently governors and senators and and representatives of state are reaching out to him and asking him for this specific plan, which seems a little bit cocky to me that they're asking the UFC for a plan on how to come back from coronavirus. But, you know, I trust my guy, Dana White. I think he's, uh, he's the face of the sport. And I think he's a good businessman and he's a great marketer and great promoter. But um, I, I think we were, uh, playing with fire here a little bit, in, in my opinion. But, I mean, again, if you're not having fans, all you really need is fighters, employees, and, and trainers. And the guy who ended up testing positive for it, his entire training camp, his entire corner, if you will, also tested positive. So, I, you know, it's, it's you know, I'd have to think that other personnel and, you know, people testing that guy were also testing positive. So it's it's kind of a weird notion that, you know, everyone was trying to get back to be first and, you know, yeah, obviously we had a, had a case right away. So I think it, you know, people are going to definitely use this case and, and uh, the UFC, you know, a, a guinea pig and, and leagues are going to take notice of what they did and try to probably implement, uh, you know, some similar things that they did, especially golf coming back in a month or two with, with no fans, obviously golf is a little bit different, but we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, I think that also leads right into to WWE, uh, which somehow is deemed an essential business. But again, by the state of Florida, which, you know, is, is moving to the beat of their own drum again, uh, which is still a little bit weird. But, you know, WrestleMania happened a couple of weeks ago, and obviously that was on tape delay and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I, th- I think WWE more than anything else is is more of an entertainment piece. It's more of a content piece than an actual sport. You know, say, yeah. what, you wi- say what you will about it being scripted and all that good stuff. Uh, but I, I feel like they're, they're, you know, once they were deemed essential, they're, at an advantage advantageous position uh, to sort of do whatever they want since they do, they're able to, to film and and pre-record all of their content, essentially.
0: Sure. Sure. Just to touch on that, that UFC part to me, I mean, I get it. It's a business and and it usually operates as a, as a pay-per-view type of a, you know, that type of business, but I don't know. To me, I think they should have, they should have tried to get ESPN or, or a major network in on it and I think the ratings would have been sky high because it's it's a sport that's live and active. And right. I don't know, to me, you know, I, I get it. It has to run around money and, and ultimately those are always pretty much broadcasts on pay-per-view. But I mean, I think, I think you would have had everybody tuned into that if that would have been a, a free, you know, just flip it on and, and we'll it, check it out.
1: It, it, I, I 100% agree with that. I think it should have been. I think it was on... ESPN Plus, or like you had to buy it through ESPN Plus. Like even if you had a subscription right. to, to that platform, I think you would still have to pay extra for it. Um, it, to me, it you know definitely if you're going to be the first one back, why not make it accessible to the general public? And um, yeah, we any, all
0: we all need a distraction, I think. And, and you know how many people are rushing out I mean, I'm you know obviously the diehards are always going to pay for it and things of that right. nature, but it's like I don't know that that's just a personal take on it.
1: No, I you know a hundred hundred percent. You know, I I completely agree. And, and you know, I, like I said before, I think other sports leagues and and entities are going to probably start to take notice and and do some similar things. But you know, just just getting into to the other four major sports here. Um, was was there a specific league like you wanted to touch on? Should we touch on baseball, basketball, NHL? I think those are probably the three that are are hoping to be next in line. Probably after golf, maybe mid July, August ish that sort of time frame.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's been a lot of buzz around the MLB just within the last week or so. It's starting to heat up. Uh, they have a proposal on a basically a cut season. Like it's going to be cut directly yep. in half. So it'll be 82 games. Yep. Uh, what's interesting is uh, there'll be just around 14 teams making the playoffs. Or I'm sorry, 12 from each league, 12 from each league. So, um, you know, a lot more than, than the usual. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, of little intric- intricacies in that. So um, as far as uh, they're gonna hold a bigger roster, um, and and every team's gonna be a designated hitter. Uh, Saw within, that, yeah. in the game, so you know, I don't know. I, it's interesting. Um, they they are trying to keep it region by region, so it's gonna be a lot of the NL East playing the AL East, right? Um, just to eliminate travel. Um, you know, just the risks that come with that. So. That, that's that's an interesting take. I, I don't know how you feel about that. I, it's 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 definitely going to be modified heavily, though.
1: Right, and and you mentioned the expansion of the playoff team. You mentioned the eighty-two game season. You mentioned the the designated hitter. I think to add on to that piece, a, a big you know sort of uh, I guess point of contention with the MLB season resuming. Um, people are a little bit concerned about spring training. Uh, obviously, this whole coronavirus pandemic shut down everything right in the middle of spring training, I think they would probably look to do a mini uh, or abbreviated training that, that, you know, starts in June, uh, a spring training 2.0, if you will, with the season set for early July. In my opinion, that sets up pretty well. I I think, I mean, you would know better than me, but the all-star break is is usually probably what mid July typically. Correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So essentially you're playing 82, you know, 81 games is half the season. Um, I think it's a little bit interesting in terms of the financial implications. Um, I, I know you know, obviously baseball is the only on. you know, they only sport that doesn't have a salary cap in terms of, of the big four major sports. And I think their revenue split is, is gonna be pretty interesting. I know the owners um put a deal in, in place of the players that essentially wanted them to they're gonna pay them for the eighty two game season instead of their entire um season salaries if they're playing one sixty two or whatever it is. So essentially a prorated salary based on how many games they play. I think that's pretty interesting. I mean you kind of have to feel for, for the owners on one hand, because, you know, they are losing a shit ton of money with loss of sponsorship, revenue loss of ticketing revenue, loss of concessions, just anything under the sun, you can just chalk that up as a loss. But I'm, I I typically side with, with players on on these types of collective bargaining discussions just because the owners are billionaires, honestly. And then especially baseball when, you know, a lot of the fringe players, a lot of the fringe major league guys, don't really make that much money if they're up and down from A, Double A, AA, whatever. Um, obviously, the Mike Trout's and the Bryce Harper's are always going to make a trillion dollars, but you know, it's always the guys that you know are, are up and down from the minor leagues or you know, bounce around from team to team if they're or if they're up in the majors that don't make that much money. And um, you know, a couple of former players are, are talking about, oh, if I was still in the league, I wouldn't play for anything. I would just play to, you know, to give the fans a distraction, like. No, you wouldn't. You would obviously <laughs> play for money. Exactly. Um, that's,
0: that's easy for them to say when they're removed from the game. You know, It's, it's not them going out there and playing, you know, seven straight games and, you know, bouncing around, you know, Philly to New York to, to Florida to Philly to, you know, just for examples. So, uh, yeah, exactly what you said. I, I'll touch on that as well. Um, yeah. I th- I think I, I'm right there with you. Especially I, I do feel for these guys that, that are right on the cusp of making the team. I mean that that's don't get me wrong a million you know if you're if you're making the league minimum and you're making a few hundred thousand dollars you're doing you're doing a lot better than most people but um you know they're not really seeing that yet this season so you know they everybody's kind of you know in no man's land as far as that goes and and like you said um you know these these owners are are well off to say the least so um I hope they can get a resolution I think by July that uh, maybe I'm being optimistic but I I think that that should able to be put in place but I'm not uh, you know my guess is as good as yours but that's at yeah. least the proposal right now
1: the I saw the rumors for them to start July 4th weekend and and honestly I can't think of a better weekend for <laughs> major league right. baseball to to resume play I, I you know they're obviously gonna hit you with all the the in the fields commercials of of America's pastime and you know, hot dogs and fireworks and red white and blue and and, and all the good stuff and honestly I would you know fourth of july weekend i would just get black out and watch baseball i think that'd be a great time a, a great way to spend the holiday and you know for for, for them uh, you know if if they are going to be the first out of the big four back um obviously i think golf's going to return probably a little bit before them but if they're before the nba and nhl you know what what better weekend could you have it than fourth of july weekend you know right yep and i and people will say you know football's overtaken baseball
0: as america's pastime but i don't know baseball to me is timeless and uh you know it will always be a staple of the major sports um so yeah like you said i mean that that july 4th weekend if if that you know comes to fruition there that that'll be absolutely perfect and i and i think you know Budweiser, for example the, those type of companies are going to oh, make yeah. a killing on the on the uh basically just pumping out what everybody's going to be twalling up because that'll be, you know, quite American if we can rebound like that. And and that'll be all over everybody's TV, Um, you know, and and that'll just be, I think that'll be a great distraction for our, our country since this has been, you know, now months going on months that we haven't been able to watch any live sports, you know,
1: for the most part. I think Budweiser should just hire you. It sounds like you have their uh, their Fourth of July baseline marketing plan already set in stone here. Man, I,
0: I gotta say, you know, hopefully they're not listening because I don't think they're the best beer out there. But hey, hey it's a
1: they, it's American, so uh, ladies, so I he's a it. he's a he's a White Claw guy. No laws whoa, whoa. when, when Aaron drinking the claws. That's, <laughs> that's what that's what Aaron likes to say. We should have cut that off the air, man. That didn't need to go out there. It's <laughs> <That's> between <laughs> him and I. What, what do you? What do you? I wanted to ask ask you though on this. What, what do you think about the the universal DH thing? I feel like this has been an argument for the last fifty years. It seems like of, of if the NL should, you know, bite the bullet and actually get the DH. But what what are your thoughts on on the entire league getting the opportunity to use a DH? Right.
0: So so I'm gonna. I'm more so an American League fan uh, because of that rule. So I'm going to be a proponent of, you know, let's pump it into to every single ballpark and, and every single team should be utilizing the DH. Um, I don't think, I think using the pitcher to hit is, you know, maybe successful one out of 10 times if you break it down. I mean, that's not a, you know, 100% set in stone. Don't quote me on it, but it's, just, I don't know. I think you you putting a pitcher up there to hit, you know, a 98 mile per hour fastball. At the, at the best, he's going to foul tip it. Maybe he's going to be able to lay a bunt down every one out of five or six at bats. I mean, I don't know. To me, I, you know, people are always going to argue. You know, he should be able the the pitcher should be able to hit and and pitch. He's kind of helping himself. But in all reality, what if you look at the success rate? It, it's it's very 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 small. So I don't know. That's that's my viewpoint. But that's just that's where I'm coming from on that.
1: No, I I agree and, and and I think it's it's sort of been a black. I mean, honestly, if if you're a fan going to a game, do you want to see Aaron Judge go yabo four times a game or do you want to see like CC Sabathia strike out like five times? I don't I don't know. Like, like it's unbelievable and 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 I think I mean, do you think that the way rosters are constructed right now, do you think that the NL might be at a disadvantage the way that their lineups have been constructed and and maybe they sort of attacked maybe these GMs sort of attacked free agency thinking that they wouldn't have this, this GM. And and do you think that there may be a couple of holes in, in national league teams lineups because of this? I definitely think so. Um, I don't
0: think they, you know, no one expected this season to go the way it is. And when it comes to this, I think there, a lot of their rosters are set up to play, you know, basically load the lineup until you get to the bottom and then it kind of, you know, seven, eight, hitters are, are crucial because you know the pitcher isn't you know isn't exactly a stud most of the time so um, yeah I think it's going to affect them now I mean if they're, if they're getting them until July you might start seeing you know people being traded for people being you know signed on just as a DH that's what I, I at least think uh, just from a strat- strategic perspective but um, yeah I think I you know the NL is going to be at a disadvantage just because they're kind of playing catch up a little bit, I think, but um, overall, you know, I think if it it works well and and these games are more high scoring, I think that's good for the sport. Now, some people like to see the old pitcher's duel at one to nothing, but that's, you know, you're going to catch some flies in your mouth by the end of it, so.
1: Exactly. Loser sometimes. No one likes to see low scoring games. I'm not going to an NHL game to see a 2-1. I'm not going to an NBA game to see an 85-75 two-point fest. Going to see Steph Curry drain threes and and Ben Simmons not drain threes. All right, NHL, NHL, NBA. I think these two um, are sort of in lockstep just based off they essentially have the same length of schedule, 82 games each year. They typically start in October, November, end in, you know, June-ish, June-ish, July-ish. I guess if baseball is playing to to come back in July – do you see the NBA and NHL doing something similar or do you think they're they're in a better position than the MLB is That that's man that, that really is a tough one
0: um but I'll speak on the NBA first Yeah um the NBA it, from what Adam Silver the commissioner's you know really conveying is is we're going to go into a playoff basically playoff right away type of type of mindset as soon as they come back so um, I know they're trying to do it at like a neutral site. Uh, Las Vegas right. has been like the, the biggest uh, rumor when it comes to that. So um, I think the NBA might try and do that in July. I mean, if the MLB gets up and running with no issues, you know, crossing my fingers on that. But um, yeah, I think I think they'll follow suit very very similarly um, in the fact of of time. I don't know as far as like being able to, to move you know, a playoff series from LA to New York, not that yeah, New York's not even going to make it, but let's just say LA, Boston, that type of deal. It, I just don't see that happening. I just think that's too many equa- too many variables in that equation. But uh, as far as the NHL, I mean, you can speak on that a little bit better than I can, but, uh, you know, I, I hey, more sports the merrier. I know a lot of people love the NHL and I, I want to see them come back just as much as everybody else because, you know, we just got to get Back to some type of normalcy even though it'll be you know most likely without crowds which is a, a damn shame so
1: yeah I, I think you know the, the NHL is is in a little bit of a different spot since they re, they rely on that broadcast money and they and they rely on tickets and sponsorship probably a lot more than the NBA does I mean the NBA gets a ton of money from Turner and and from ABC and, and I guess Disney since Disney owns ABC for for those broadcast deals and, and hockey's primarily on, you know, like, like local sports channels or on NBC. So for, for, for the NHL, I I, I don't see, I don't envision them going right into the playoffs like the NBA, just because I think the NBA is, is more of a top heavy league. The NHL is more parody where on any given season um, the teams ranked one through eight could, could win the cup. Like it's a team gets, I mean, the LA Kings did in 2012, they got hot and, and steamrolled teams um, you know I, I think the NBA like who, who's going to be in the final it's gonna be the Lakers and the Bucks probably right like I think yeah be- it,
0: it's it's a little bit I think this year it's been a little bit closer as far as like the West is just absolutely loaded uh, in comparison to where it was just Golden State every single season which you know that kind of got dry but um, yeah I mean you can't you can't discredit the NHL for that I think that, that makes them a very competitive league and that's exciting as a fan where the NBA most of the you know it's either LeBron from the east and then you got you got Golden State from the west in, in previous years so I think you know anything can happen as far as the NBA this this season you know the Clippers aren't, aren't anything to, to yeah, joke about so yeah, Clippers, yeah. It, it'll be interesting I, I don't know who People are speculating it's going to affect the Lakers more. It's going to affect the Clippers more. I, I think it kind of affects everybody the same way. Um, you know, everybody's been off. So, yeah, I don't know. Just to to get it back and rolling. Um, you know, I I think the NBA, as far as that's concerned, they, it would be exciting to watch. It would just be, uh, you know, unprecedented, just like every other sport right now.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, hey. LeBron if LeBron gets more rest that's fine by me because the more rest he gets the more the more points he's going to put up and, and and the better he's going to do but uh, I, I think from from an NHL standpoint you mentioned NBA is looking at Vegas I heard Disney was a possibility I think they're kind of zeroing in on one location just to have playoffs I think the NHL is looking to do more of what baseball is doing and and sort of have like four hubs I think like North Dakota and, and, and their rink was suggested as a spot and in Arizona potentially as well. So I think they're going to target um, specific regions in the country that really haven't hit that hard by COVID um, and, and probably play out of there and, and hopefully finish the season. I mean, for me, I, I want them to finish the regular season because the Rangers are, I think as it stands now, like four or five points out with, you know, like 10 games left. So if they can finish out, um, obviously that's preferred, you know, if, if they had to go to the playoffs. I mean, you know, th- at the end of the day, whatever, like I just want to see some hockey this year. And and I, I think, you know, if, if either of these leagues don't end up finishing the season, it's going to have probably a severe, severe impact on the cap moving forward, just because, you know, if, it, if they're not finishing a season, like I don't think th- these broadcast companies have to pay them even if, b- because they're not broadcasting playoffs, they're not finishing out the contract essentially. So I think revenue goes down, obviously, cyber caps can go down as well. And you know, the more guaranteed money you have as a team for 2021 and, and beyond, I think the more screwed you are. And same thing with football too. We can talk about the NFL in a second, but like, I feel like I feel like teams are always up against the cap in the NFL. And 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 you know, if if the cap goes down, I think teams are screwed, especially if you have guaranteed money locked in. Um, you know, beyond this year. But you know, I, I think, you know, I don't see, I don't envision a scenario that they don't finish up. I just think it's a it's a matter of when and. You know, unless you know there's a, a, a significant second wave of, of this virus, and and you know, there's a, a nation another nationwide stay at home order. I just don't envision a scenario in which they don't finish out. I think it's just a matter of you know they're going through contingency plan A through Z, and 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 they're going to figure out what's best for their players, and, and fans, and and teams. So, um, I, I think we should probably see some answers in the next few weeks just based off of what happens with golf and and with MLB if if they decide and and the players association the owners agree to to um sort of an agreement um and then then we can you know sort of go from there you know I wish we had something more concrete to sort of discuss and all we can really do is speculate and and that's all the media is doing right now it's I feel like every every day I look on Twitter it's a different scenario for every different league and, and that can get a little bit annoying as well but I think we're on the cusp of of getting these sports back soon and and that's a lot more than I can than I can say from where we were, you know, two months ago.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. It, it's almost like the more speculation I see, the more impatient I get. Um, just day by day, it's like you know, how long can this go on? I totally get it. Um, you know, it's it's an extremely serious situation, and not to take anything away from it, it's just like I I'd almost rather not hear anything than just hear like you know these right. ideas that are just thrown up. For everybody to to really speculate about, so that MLB rumor is is starting to sound a little bit concrete, but anything really can yeah. happen at this point, and within the next couple of days to a week, you know, it could change drastically. They could come out and say we're not going to play at all. I don't even want to say that, but you know, it, everything's kind of up up in the air still, and this is months later. So,
1: I need I need something, man. I mean, NHL NBA playoff time is is arguably Outside of, I think, like, you know, football playoffs and, and wildcard weekend is arguably like that first round, those like two weeks are obviously like top notch in terms of sports weeks throughout the calendar. So if we can get that like mid summer into like early fall, like right around when football is starting as well, I think that is, it's going to be prime time. Correct. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 I think, uh, I think if they come back for the playoffs, even with no crowd, it's going to be, it's going to be intense because everybody's kind of chopping at the bit the, the you Know, lace up the cleats again, lace up the, the sneakers. So,
1: let's get a little uh, let's get a little golf talk going. So, we we had a match coming up. We got a match, um, if you remember two years ago, I believe, uh, Tiger and Phil had a match, it was called The Match. Um, what a great name they had. Um, for that, I you know, I would, I would put that name slightly behind ours, uh, our brutally honest sports in, in terms of. Creativity, um, ours is definitely number one, but you know, way way above it, I think. We're not even in the same stratosphere. Absolutely. So so Phil took that took that match they played in Vegas. I think it was Black Friday the day for Thanksgiving. We're gonna do a round two, um, and this time it's gonna be a team format. It's gonna be Tiger and Peyton Manning, the Nike guys, versus my boy Phil Mickelson, the lefty, and Tom Brady. Some got some guy named Tom Brady. Uh, I don't know if you know who that is, but I've never really heard of him. So might be the fourth kind of black sheep of the group um, that will be having on May 24th, uh, the Sunday before Memorial day, I believe. Uh, that's some, something to definitely look forward to. Even if you're not a golf fan, I feel like just um, getting an inside, look at the banter back and forth between the four. I feel like Manning specifically is a pretty good trash talker, And I think Mickelson is as well. I think Tiger and Brady are a little bit more reserved, a little bit more, you know, elite, I guess they have like that elitist attitude. Um, but I, I think it's going to be interesting, too, because they can't have caddies um, due to the social distancing guidelines. So they're going to essentially be their own caddies. So Tiger will take a shot, and then Manning will, will be about to hit, and Tiger will be talking to him and you know, talking about which club to play, um, where to aim, all that good stuff. So I think that would be pretty cool from, from a banter standpoint. And, and you'll probably get a little bit of an inside look um, rather than just the stereotypical like, trash talk that goes on during a match like this.
0: Yeah, that'll that I'm tremendously interested in that uh, for a couple of different reasons. I think even though it might be ultimately for for a lot of fun, I think uh, if I don't know if Tiger drops that, if they don't, you know, if they don't find a way to win that, it, it's there's gonna be controversy. I just I see it happening now and then, and then you got you got Tom Brady who you know he definitely doesn't want to lose anything, so going to be. No, no, I, they say they're friends and everything, but you know, you know, when the, it comes down to uh, a competition they they, they want to outdo each other every time they, they get a chance to. So I don't know. I, I'm extremely interested. I, I'm, I've never been a huge uh, Peyton Manning fan. I've never been a huge Brady fan. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know who I really want to root for. I, you know, Brady's won pretty much everything you can win. So I, I guess from that perspective, I'd much rather see Payton win. I think Payton's a more uh, genuine guy. Uh, nothing to take away from Brady. He's probably the best quarterback to ever live. But uh, from a from a a perspective of uh, personality, it's hard to like the guy, especially being an Eagles fan. He didn't shake Nick Foles' hand when they when they lost the Super Bowl. You know, he already got
1: five at that point. So I don't know. Take it to the chin, my friend. For those at home, I'm honestly shocked that Aaron did not say that Donovan McNabb was the best quarterback of all time. Hey, they, I
0: was I, was, I was a McNabb guy. Man. What, what can I say? But, you know, he joked. Unfortunately, I hate to say it. Mean, <laughs> I absolutely hate to say it. But.
1: That was – that. what was that? 04, that Super Bowl they 04, played? Yeah, 04, yeah. That was, that was the first Super Bowl I remember watching. I remember watching it, like, downstairs by myself in my basement, I think it was. That, that was, like, at the cusp of my – football fandom i remember to had his broken leg that was when to was you know making fun of his quarterbacks making fun of his team left and right but still playing pretty well in the field and you know outside of his doing his doing his sit-ups in his driveway um yeah i just remember that was like you know when i first started to hate the patriots when i like had a, had a football conscience i guess to, to say the least you must feel something similar since you saw your eagles lose uh that that's that, that was pain Unlike like I don't think I ever felt up to that
0: point in my entire life. I'll say <laughs> that cuz I don't know it, it just felt like everything was coming together, you know, the roster was pretty good, you know, we we didn't have too much trouble getting there. The team was nasty. And yeah, it just it fell apart and Brian Dawkins. Yeah, it, it it we we had a couple of hall of famers on that team, but uh, you know, when push comes to shove they didn't execute and you know, I hated seeing him lose to the Patriots, but it made it ever so sweet when we uh we came came and uh came back and, and won it, you know, just a few years ago. So, you know, I I don't know. Unfortunately, McNabb never got any rings. He definitely thinks uh that he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's that's definitely a you know, kind of a an opinionated conversation. Some people definitely don't think that way. I I'm kind of on the fence. Uh you know, he had a lot of playoff success, but I don't know. His last couple of years of his career, he really turned into a dumpster fire. And I mean, like they doused the gasoline on that fire. So <laughs> I, he went I, to the Redskins. So I, I, I don't I know. to
1: say that. I, I almost forget that he was ever even on that team. I feel like he was just so, that's so, that's so like classic Redskins too. Like they'll take like <laughs> the Alex Smiths. They'll, they'll take like, they'll keep like a Colt McCoy in the roster forever. They'll take a Donovan McNabb. They'll take like a Rex Grossman. And like, Kirk
0: Cousins, a guy that it's extremely overpaid, in my opinion. Kirk, so. I mean, they, I mean, if I was them, I would have kept Kirk, but you know, dude, oh, I think Owen oh six or Owen, oh Owen oh eight or something like that on Monday night
1: as a Redskin, just just a little on Monday, there. yeah, dude, he's a Sunday guy. He's <laughs> everyone hates <laughs> Mondays. Kirk's, Kirk's no different. I, I I hate Kirk too because he you know screwed the Jets over and, and tried to get more money out of us, but. Then we drafted Sam Darnold, which was the best decision they ever made. Even though they don't just... There you go. Walking Hall of Famer,
0: Sam Darnold. Dan, Dan Kurtz will tell you he's already in the Hall of Fame. He, he, he doesn't have to
1: win any more games. When, he's not, when he doesn't have mono, he's in the Hall of Fame. I should, I should preface <laughs> that statement. Uh, dude, he's it, better, better than Wentz. Wentz games in the field. Uh yeah. I mean, hey it, – it, if Sam
0: Darnold's playing and Wentz is on the bench, uh, I'll say that Sam Darnold's better. That would, I'll, I'll put it to you that way. I
1: don't even no, – Yeah, I, I, I was more of a of, of joking there, but when when we played you guys last, this past year, Darnold was, was out. But I think, like, if, if both those guys are healthy, that'd be a good matchup. That'd be a good game. Yeah, I, I'd look forward
0: to it. I mean, they look very similar in uh, jersey color, which is kind of strange. But th- there's new Jets jerseys they, they – are a little bit different. I like them. Though. I like them. They're unique. I'll yeah. say that.
1: I I go back and forth. Like you know, the whole like stripe down like the collar on both sides is a little bit weird. And I think I think like it's a different shade of green. It's more of like a like a Kelly green. Like like a more of like looking at your lawn type of type of green. Yeah. Listen, like Scott's lawn, you know. <laughs> um, rather than like a darker like shitty green. I don't know. Like I, I think it, it, the jerseys are better. Than, than what they were, but not where they could be. Like, if you look at – I don't know. If you look at jerseys around the league, I feel like the Jets are just, like, at the bottom tier of, of jerseys. Wow. See, are, that better. surprises
0: me. That surprises me you say that. I think they're – I think yeah. they're sharp. I
1: mean, I'd, put a, I'd probably put them – I wouldn't have a problem putting them top five. Even. I, I just – I like the whites. I like the whites and, and the all-blacks are nice. I, I just think the the green – is it's it pops too much for me? It pops on TV. It's too of a lighter green. I don't know. It's, it was a drastic change, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. And and when they got leaked, they got leaked the day before that they were set to be released, and people freaked out. U- uniform Twitter, like people ranting and raving about uniforms on Twitter, is like one of the craziest spaces on the internet of, of all time. Arguably, it's insane. <laughs> it's like, oh, these are amazing, or these like when the Falcons released their uniforms this year. You see the Panthers, uh, you know, did that meme of of uh, making fun of the Falcons unis, unis and and they showed uh, the clip of Adam Sandler from the, the Longest Yard because I guess the uniforms look like the, the <laughs> uh, what's the me, Mean Machine? That was a team name, Mean Machine from the Longest Yard, which is, it was a pretty funny tweet, but like uniform Twitter and uniform social media, there it's a it's a crazy place. If you want to, it's, go, it's go almost scary.
0: I don't I don't really want to get involved. It's that it's that violent, and it's that. Intense. For people think, to go back and forth. I
1: think the, the one time that I saw everyone in, in in a positive agreement about uniforms was when the Chargers released their baby blues this year. Those are the Chargers have unbelievable uniforms, and I am very jealous. They took it's it's like that UCLA Chargers like classic San Diego like Drew Brees look that that they sort of brought yep. back. I, they went away with like they had like the the navy blue and yellow for a while with, when uh, Rivers was there, obviously. But I, I think that you know going back to to a cleaner baby blue look is is the way I would have gone as well.
0: Uh, yeah, back in the day, not not to get real off topic, but I had a uh, Ladainian Tomlinson jersey. Oh yeah. Uh, so he that that kind of got me. You know, I was never like, hey, you know, go Chargers, go like uh, Schwarzenegger would say, but
1: uh, you know, go definitely Chargers. have respect for that guy. LT retired a jet. People forget that. Yeah. Yep. Went to an AFC championship game with the Sanchez and and went off into the sunset. I think he retired the year after they went like eight and eight or some shit like that, but retired a jet. People forget that.
0: That's uh, a shame he didn't get a ring. That guy, of all people, I think he deserved one, but. It's because Rivers is trash. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I mean, well, he didn't used to be, but like. Right. He is. No, last year, I'll give you that. He, He. before where he'd win them games this past season, he he definitely blew the game.
1: I guess them. I guess just him being out in the West Coast. I never really like I can't think of like he's been in the league since Eli Manning has, and I, I just can't think of like a big game that he's won in like prime time. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, never I just never watched Chargers games unless like the Jets. I mean, the Jets played him in the playoffs in like '09 or 2010 or something like that. But like, I can't think of them winning like a legitimate big game. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, you hardly
0: ever see him on prime time. I think so. Right. They're gonna have a whole different, whole different setup this coming season. No more rivers out there. So, I don't know. I, I think when they went to the playoffs, I think that was just last season, or not. You know, not past season, the year before. Um, they they really laid an egg against the Patriots. I, I was pulling for them all day. I mean, anybody that beats the Patriots, I'll I'll, I'll root for them. But man, did they ever just absolutely! blow
1: it yeah I've been a I've been a a a supporter of theirs from afar over the years I mean their coach now Anthony Lane is a former assistant of the Jets and and he's a good coach and I wish the Jets would have kept him in the organization and I think that you know they they were a good team for years they just couldn't put it together either their offense is really good and their defense sucked or it was the other way around and it was a coaching mishap with you know, North Turner being an absolute brick of a human being. And <laughs> I, I don't know, they, like, like they wasted LT's talent. They wasted Antonio Gates's talent. They wasted Philip Rivers' talent. Like it, it, you'd be hard pressed to find like a, between Rivers, Vincent Jackson, LT, and Antonio Gates, and like you'd be hard pressed to find four skill guys better than that, um, all in their prime on the, on the same team and not really do much in the playoffs at all. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're dead. Right. Um, I always I rooted for Rivers. I think he cares a lot about winning as far as not that, you know, other quarterbacks don't, but he, he's definitely animated. And and I kind of, you know, I draw, you know, I kind of feel the same way if I was the quarterback, you know, I wouldn't be yeah. very happy if I threw a pick, that type of thing. He he definitely has passion for the game. He's not so much a, a Derek Carr, like a vanilla out there. So
1: it's just, <laughs> a, I don't know. a uh, shot a Derek Carr. <laughs> A shot of the century, right there. What did he do to you? Hey, he's making a
0: lot more money than I am, and he's not doing a whole lot more. That's kind of how I look at it. So,
1: we'll be holding Marcus Mariota's clipboard, making 150 mil by the end of the season. Hey, man, out there are the slot up. machines. <laughs> you're,
0: you're you're right. You're right. He might he might do better at the slot machine than he does behind hey, the center. So this is and, this
1: is a this is a brutally honest take. I hate Derek Carr. <laughs> I, <think> he, <laughs> I, I have no, I have no idea why I, I hate Derek Carr. I'm not, I'm not gonna say I hate him. But let me, let me preference
0: that. I, I think he's absolute garbage. I'll say that. It's
1: I, mean, I, I think, I think he,
0: <laughs> as far as uh, you know, having a lot of luck, he, he, there's a very good chance he's Irish because in his contract year, he absolutely <laughs> murdered everybody on defense, and yeah. then ever since then, he's been absolutely trash. Terrible. So. I don't know. That's John Gruen's guy. Uh, I don't know how you get rid of Khalil Mack, but you keep Derek Carr. That that terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got to ask some questions there, but, you know, they kind of have terrible. The, the John Gruen 10-year uh, plan in place, which I think he's going to last maybe six or seven at yeah, their that's very fair. best. Fair. And he's going to get the can. So I, just... I hate Derek Carr, but I love John Gruen. I do like him. I do like him. I think he's very, uh, very overrated. Honestly, just because uh, that, that Tampa Bay team—if you—if you look back he kind of inherited that from Tony Dungy, and uh, ever since then he was kind of a 500 coach, and uh, not to mention his brother is just clueless. So you know, I don't know. That's Just that's how I feel about that
1: type of thing. If you ever listen to to John Gruden talk, like before a game, or like even even his Raiders. Introductory press conference, he just makes you want to run through a brick wall. And he, if I played for him, like uh, he would amp me up by just like looking at. me He wouldn't have to say anything. <laughs> I could just look at John Jordan and be like, "All right, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight for you. I'm the absolute warrior. I'm gonna go to war for you." And and I feel like he just has that effect on everybody except for Derek Carr, because Derek Carr has somehow gotten worse in the past two years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, nothing against the guy. I'm nothing against them just uh, if you if you get paid that much money you got to at least show up and you got to I mean you can't even finish 500 there there's something wrong there there's just something the quarterback position holds a lot of value I know you can't do it all but you got to win more games than, than Derek Carr than what he's doing
1: so It's also not to get like too far into the Raiders organizational talk <laughs> here but it's also an absolute crime that they're moving to Vegas you know I think so. I think they
0: have one of the best fan bases in the NFL, and then you're kind of black you
1: know,
0: hole. Those people are. I I wouldn't want to go into that stadium with a a Rams jersey. Let's say. I
1: mean, that you're taking your life in your hands. I wouldn't even wear a. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even wear a Jets jersey. Any, I any, think. That, I think you'd be all right. You I would. I wouldn't right. even wear a Jets jersey to like a Rams Raiders game. Just you <laughs> No, not, just no not, you should be. You got to be that guy. You got to be that guy. You'll be on TV. You'll be on TV. <laughs> Hey, man, probably probably would be the first and last time that I'd be on TV. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I love how we you know, just went down a rabbit hole of, of <laughs> shitting on the Chargers and shitting on the Raiders, but that's what you get here on the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. Am I right? It's a, yeah. it, we should be charging people to listen to this content. <laughs> you just get Brutally Honest Sports takes, and, and you could be talking about a golf match one minute and just absolutely ripping apart. Sarah Carr's entire life and career the next minute, so uh yeah. you know sometimes you just have to be brutally honest not to not to say <laughs> not to say brutally honest seventeen million times during a podcast, but uh, I think that that's that's where we've gotten to at this point.
0: Hey, you can't say we're fake i I'll, I'll go
1: back to that hey. point. It was phony it was phony, but hey, we're not fake either. <laughs> um right, let me ask you
0: this let me ask you where, where do you see the jets as far as a record Just, let's throw it up there you know oh, <laughs> prediction
1: wow. so so we'll get into the this will be a, this i like this question because it'll be a little tease and it'll be a little bit of a lead-in into our next recording i wanted to chat i wanted to get more into the nfl um but, sure. but we'll, we'll, i mean hey people there's no sports happening we're going to record twice a week <laughs> we got to save some content for for the next episode. So we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive into the NFC East and the AFCs probably. But we'll, we'll we'll I'll give my Jets prediction here, and then we'll give Aaron his Eagles prediction, and then um, we'll sort of lead into the next episode. So I love the question. That's what a good co-host does. He tees you right out, puts on T for you. I gotta
0: put you on the spot, man. man. I got it's it's intriguing. It's too intriguing. There's no games on. I got exactly. chopping at the bit here. Chopping at the hey. bit.
1: We we are just scratching the surface here on the brutally honest sports podcast, but but back to the back to the to, to get away from my stall tactics here, as I was thinking about uh, what I was going to say. I, you know, they have a tough schedule this year. I think they have the, the sec. I mean, in in terms of like last year's winning percentage, based on the teams they're playing, whatever that means. I mean, obviously the NFL is a year, a, a season to season, even week to week league. Uh, you know, they have the second toughest. Um, schedule. I think they're behind the Patriots. The Patriots are first, you know, finally they have some bad luck, the fucking organization. Um, But Jets, I'd probably have to go seven seven and nine. I I think, you know, you you add that seventh playoff spot to each conference. Um, I think they challenge for a playoff spot. Do I think they get in? No, I don't think they get in. Do I think Sam Donald plays every single game this year? I do. I do think that. I just think, they have a completely new offensive line. Uh, they lost Robbie Anderson, um, their you know second best receiver. Arguably, is a rookie, Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Um, I think the defense, uh, you know, the, the secondary is a concern. You have Pierre Pierre Desir who came over from the Colts in free agency, and then you have Blazon Austin who are you know maybe the starting two corners. You know, Austin was a was a six round pick last year that. Um, saw some action late and did pretty well for him. But that's a concern. It's it's a passing league. And I think the Jets are, you know, on, on the defensive side of the football, they're set up well to stop the run, but not the pass right now. And, you know, it, no one really knows until we you know, play the games. But we're playing Patrick Mahomes this year. We're playing golf. We're playing Wilson. We're playing Kyler Murray. We're playing Josh Allen twice. Um, you know, we're playing Baker Mayfield. Um, so I, I just think, the way that the schedule sets up, we're going to play a lot of pass-happy offenses. And I don't think the Jets have the offensive power, uh, firepower to keep up. I don't think they have the guys in the back end to stop it. So um, if I'm being honest and, and not being biased for once in my Jets fandom life, I'd have to say
0: 7-9. That's, I mean, take it, take it with a grain of salt. I mean, it's an improvement over last year if you're looking at it on that. Hey,
1: I, I, I think last year they had one of the easiest schedules in the league and they went seven and nine. And I, I think a seven and nine schedule or record, I should say, this year in 2020-21 I think would be an improvement because they're playing better teams. Because of strength of schedule, yeah. Exactly.
0: That's what – I mean, if Sam Darnold can make a, a jump this year, I think that that's a good thing, obviously. um, You know, he just has to be – he just needs more reps, you know. It's one of those things where he's a, he's a young quarterback. Extremely young quarterback. I, I think he's got the arm talent. Um, it's just, you know, staying on the field. Obviously, that's a, a you got to stay on the field. And for, you know, it, right. these guys are going to be coming for you, especially as you're a younger guy. They're going to try and knock your head off. But, you know, you're getting paid to play. You're not getting paid to, to sit on the sideline. So, uh, similar thing, uh, you know, as we jump into the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles yeah, real quick. Yeah, go for it. Real quick. Um, I don't know, man. It's. It, <laughs> Ever since they drafted Jalen Hurts, I've been kind of a nervous wreck. So uh, I don't know as far as um, you know, Carson Wentz can he stay on the field once again? Is it can he stay on the field? I sure hope so. Um, I feel I almost feel bad for him at this point. I know he's a millionaire and he's a quarterback in the NFL, but it's just it's tough. So I'm gonna say they go nine and seven, similar to the last year. But I don't know. I mean, they got a they got a super hard schedule. So um, nine and seven. I don't know if that wins the NFC. Dallas always can kind of creep up on you, but then blow it at the end. So I don't, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. I don't, I don't think they're going to be, you know, an absolute dynasty by any means in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they did sign Darius Slay from the Lions, which was a, a pretty big move, at least finally on defense, they signed somebody, you know, that actually can play. Um. So, as far as that goes, I, they drafted a receiver. Um, a lot of people said he was kind of drafted up too high. Hopefully, he can you know come in make an impact of some sort. Um, they drafted a, a receiver last year by the name of BJ white Whiteside. I doubt anybody
1: even knows that. Cause what a maybe, what a pronunciation! Credit to you. You even you even got the th accent on the the with the little slash above the e. Hey, I was, I
0: was ready to rush out and get his jersey, but guess what? You know he. he he might not make the team this year. That, that's really a, a realistic wow. – he's just – I don't know. He he actually made a couple of clutch catches during the season, but uh, most of the time you're like, where's this guy at? And then from a lot of the – the basically the newspapers in Philadelphia were saying he doesn't know the routes, he doesn't know – I don't know, man. He's he, <laughs> – there's a picture, if you, if you go online, and I'm sure the Eagles fans, the, the diehards know this, but uh, his mom was actually holding an umbrella for him at the uh, one of the first training camps. So that, that just set set him up on a, a wrong foot in the city of, of no brotherly love, Philadelphia. So we'll see. I mean, nine and seven, I, I can't say I'd be happy with that. I don't know. Doug, Doug Peterson usually gets the troops ready in December somehow, some way, but it's, it's interesting. This, this coming season. going to be, uh, I don't know. I, it's going to be tough to, to really get far into the playoffs. I think on, on, on the Eagles, you know, perspective, but you know, yeah. anything can happen. So
1: That was a brutally honest take for sure. There you have it folks. Nine and seven for the Eagles, seven and nine, consequently for the Jets. Uh, that was a teaser. As I said, we'll look to do, Probably a full NFL breakdown in addition to some other fun stuff, uh, next time. But uh Aaron, what a great first pod, my friend. Uh we've been going for about an hour here and I think um if they haven't already, the listeners' ears have, have probably started to bleed at this point. So <laughs> um we might we might give them some some relief here and, and, and things out. But uh any any last words before we go? I don't I don't think I have any. I think uh I think you handled it as good as you possibly
0: could. I mean, that, that death breakdown, you're not You're not getting that very – on many networks these
1: days, so. You're really not. Um, you're, you, I mean, you know what you are getting? You're getting a lot of Sam Darnold hate on a lot of these networks, and I don't appreciate it. But that – I will save that for next – I could go on all night about the hate that Sam Darnold gets from ESPN, CBS, Bleacher Report, if they're even still a thing. It's absolutely absurd. Ooh, that's a little bit of a jab <laughs> at them, I think. I hate
0: Bleacher Report. That's <laughs> – Sorry we're not looking. It. We're not looking to get many sponsors, but you know,
1: so yeah. it's all right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've burned a lot of bridges. I mean, if hey, if you know Derek Carr, tell him we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that, that wraps it up for tonight. Um, episode one, May twelfth, twenty twenty. The brutally honest sports podcast. Dan Kurtz with my co-host Aaron Riley. Uh, thank you, folks, and we'll work on a closing line. Maybe maybe we'll say, "Stay classy." Maybe we'll say, hang in there. I don't know. We'll, we'll, everything's everything's on the table right now, and and uh, we'll probably upload this to YouTube and, and hopefully Spotify as well and maybe some other um, good platforms for your listening and viewing pleasure. But um, thanks for listening. Definitely, uh,
0: definitely hang in there. I'm
1: going to go with that one. We can hang close in. it on there. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's appropriate. It's appropriate.
0: <laughs> All right. Hang in Just there. This about does it.